Welcome to the Iron Self Podcast, where we jump into health, fitness, mindset, and becoming the best version of yourself. Today with your hosts, Mike and Kayla Minion. Good morning. We are a little bit late in our house this week. It has been an absolute explosion of activity at the Minion House. So we are coming live to you today with This Week in Coaching, just a little bit later than we usually do. So welcome to This Week in Coaching. It is June 22nd. Normally, yeah, I know. It's like the first actual full day of summer. Welcome to summer, folks. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Yesterday was was summer solstice, so I guess yesterday was Longest day of the year. Yeah, longest day of the year. And so For for those of us in Alberta, every day is a long day in the summer. It doesn't get dark until like 1130. Woo! Way past my bedtime. So today we are talking about balancing work, life, workouts, injuries, you name it, you know, balance. Like like you're supposed to just balance it. Homeostasis, finding that balance within our bodies, within our lives. So first off, I'm going to just start with a caveat. Balance is a fallacy. <laughs> it really is. Like there is no such thing as perfect balance. Life is not going to always be in balance. There's never a perfect time for anything, but it's about managing our emotions, managing how we feel, managing our schedule, planning, all of those kinds of things kind of come into this. So balance is not actually a thing. Yeah. Time is finite, right? This is the biggest thing that we we talk about with a lot of people is you can't physically make more hours in the day. So saying that you're going to find this perfect balance, it it can't actually happen. So you need to know that there has to be an ebb and a flow. If you're creating changes in your life, if you want to create space for something new, something old has to go, right? So that finding that balance really means kind of optimizing our time. What does that look like for, for everybody, right? So maybe it means that we're spending less time scrolling mindlessly through social media. Because if you do a time edit on your entire day, or not edit, what's it called? Time log? I don't know. If you write down hour by hour, a time time inventory. inventory. There we go. Sorry, my brain is melting this morning. But if you literally take every half hour of your day and break it down and write down what you did within those half hour chunks for your entire day, nine out of 10 people would notice a large chunk of that is just scrolling social media. It's when you go, like you're having your lunch and you're sitting there and you're like, oh, just scroll Facebook for a minute or TikTok for a minute or whatever it is. You can actually get an app for your phone that monitors that, that will tell you how much screen time or time that has been spent in each app so that you can go, oh my goodness, I actually spent an hour today in Facebook, but I was only on there for 15 minutes. No, you were on there for an hour because of all the time that you scroll. So so that is that is a great place to start is really taking an honest look at your days and seeing... Where are we spending our time? Because a lot of people don't think they spend a lot of time on Facebook or scrolling any of their social media apps when the reality is a lot of our time gets quote unquote wasted doing that. So if you want to create space and time for yourself, maybe it means setting specific time intervals. Like, yeah, I got to check my, like for Kayla and I, we should, should love that word, post more on social media because that is part of our business model. That is something that we do to get our message out to you guys, to our clients, to the people that we want to give value to. So that is something that we have to do. But for the majority of the population, it's something that you get to do, right? It's something that you enjoy doing, checking in on your friends, seeing how your family's doing if they're away from you, whatever that looks like. 
But creating that space is totally okay. But again, having that inventory of how much time do I actually spend doing that? Right. And then being honest with yourself with those answers, because if you want to bring something new into your life, maybe it just means scrolling a little bit less. So one thing to look at when you're looking at time inventories is when you want to be productive in your life or you want to have that balance in your life is before you do the time inventory or maybe after you are defining where do you want to spend your time. So there's actually um, a four quadrant theory when it comes to this. And when you look at different quadrants, you look at, you know, basis, this is where you're going to actually spend more of your time. And if you want more success, you need to spend more of your time in these other quadrants. Um, if you're interested in that information, reach out to us. I do have that all written out and I can explain that way deeper. But um, just for the for the sake of this conversation, depending on what you want in a life will depend on what you where you place your time in each of these quadrants. So defining what does balance look like for you? What do you want your lifestyle to look like? Do you want to be running all around Timbuktu? Do you want to constantly be behind the ball? Do you want to feel like there's always time for something? Because I will tell you right now, you will always find time for those things that you deem important. Important. Mm -hmm. So the more of a priority it is, the more likely you are to find time for it. Find time, right? There's only a certain amount of time in the day. Creating space. But we create that space. Exactly. So balance has to be defined by you as to what you decide balance looks like, feels like, acts like. Because again, we started this conversation with balance as a fallacy. Because if we're looking for that perfect work-life balance or whatever, it's not going to be there. So what does balance look for, like for you and your life? Yeah, so uh, one thing that I do want to throw in there too is everybody has to work, right? If you are a member of society, you have to have income coming in to support your family, support your lifestyle, whatever that looks like for everybody. So your your job, your work time is always going to be there, right? Kayla and I, we work for ourselves, but we still have a full, <laughs> very full, um, eight to 10 hour day every day. So knowing that that is going to be taken out of your day, subtract that to begin with because it's not like we're telling you to create balance in your life. You got to quit your job because that doesn't work. That isn't react that that cannot be a realistic thing for for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So knowing that in your day you're going to have that 8 to 10 hours that is automatically gone, the rest of your day is where you get to choose where you're spending your time, right? Something we talk about with calories, how are you going to spend your calories, right? It's like a money idea. Same thing goes for your time. How are you going to spend your time? Right? So this is where we start to break that down and take that, that honest look at, well, am I spending my time bettering myself? Am I spending more time with my family? Am I spending more time in the hobbies and the things that I enjoy doing? It's gardening season. We have a greenhouse. I love spending my time in the greenhouse. But my reality is I don't get to spend as much time in that greenhouse as I'd like to because there are so many other things going on in our lives that require our time and our attention. So when we're looking at balance, the other thing to think about too is, does balance to you mean coming out of that stress state? Mm. Coming out of that have to state. So balance could be something simple like starting off your day with a meditation or journaling. It could also look like um, starting uh, to bring more of that throughout your day. Maybe you're taking a pause at lunchtime. Lots of people will say when they're having their, when they're having a quote unquote break in their day, they will a lot of the time tend to 
grab their phone and scroll social media for their break. But what you don't actually realize is that you're not actually getting that mental downtime, that mental break during that time. Mm -hmm. So if that is something that you are doing and you're scrolling social media or you're on TikTok or whatever for this mental break time, knowing that that mental break time is not actually being fulfilled because you are at, there's actually way more brain activity when you are scrolling that because now you're judging things, you're looking at things, you're contemplating things, you're comparing things, you're... Um, downloading images into your mind like there's just so much more that's actually going on so you're not actually coming out of that um, stress state so it's just something to think about yeah 100 percent. all right so that kind of gives us a little bit of an intro or a little bit of a talk about finding that balance mm -hmm. balance is fallacy so let's jump in what do you want to get into next well so one of the questions that we had was how to balance work and working out when everything every time you lift you get injured so this is oh one of the things i want to talk about I, 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 really, I, have so, I have so much to go on. I really this hope that every time you lift, you're not getting injured. I really hope that that's not a thing. But I mean, I'm going to start off with lifting form. Mm. Are you jumping weight? Like, are you deadlifting more more weight than you can actually lift? Or um, are you jumping into exercises that you haven't properly warmed up for? Like, there's just some... There, it's yeah. convoluted. There, there, there's so much that goes into this. So um, <laughs> I'm going to start with um, the very base of any lifter. Anybody who goes to a gym, anybody who has weights at home, get your ego out of the equation. Because if you were like... Oh, when I was in my prime, I could lift this. That's going to get you in trouble. If you haven't been working out for years and you're like, I'm going right back to my college days. I'm going to squat 405. I'm going to bench 315. If that is your mindset going in and you haven't lifted in 15 years, you're asking for an injury. So the first thing that I say to everybody that's been out of the gym for a while, get your ego out the door because it is going to get you hurt, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? We have to go back to the basics. We have to go back to learning the motor mechanics. We have to go back to just simply learning how to move safely through a full range of motion. And if that means learning to do it body weight with absolutely no weights, no bars, no nothing, that's a good starting point. Now, if you are getting injured in specific locations, if you are the huge portion of our population that every time you do a movement, you hurt your back. You hurt your back. This comes, it, it's a, it is a huge chain of effects here. So if you have chronic low back pain, if you are chronically in pain with your back, chances are your glutes need a lot of work. So starting with fine motor mechanic movements that do not require you lifting weights. It is a range of motion with a band, learning how to engage your glutes, learning how to engage your core, learning how to engage your trunk and your lats properly is going to save you a lot of pain going forward. So again, ego out of the equation, learning these small movements just to strengthen these stability muscles are going to be your best friend. So Again, kind of stripping it back to the bare bones and starting from scratch. I, I know it's hard to hear for a lot of people. It was hard to hear for myself too. I've injured myself a lot of times. When I was younger, the ego was huge. I was like, oh man, I can totally lift that. And sure, I could lift it. My body would find a way to move that weight, but not at the expense of destroying my body in the exact same sentence. So really for me too, right? It was, it was learning to pull the ego out of the equation and say, no, I need to strengthen all of the small muscles that are going to support these bigger movements. Because the reality is when you are looking at compound movements, your squats, your deadlifts, your bench presses, um, pretty much any of your overhead presses, 
you need to have a very stable base before you can even look at doing those movements properly. And if you're not starting with that stable base, you're asking for injuries. So the other thing that you mentioned there <clears throat> is mind-muscle connection. So first things first, you want to warm up the muscles that you are going to ask to work. I through mean, a full I, range of motion. We, we recommend warming up all of your muscles and joints through a full range of motion for every workout, but at least going through a full range of motion for the muscles that you're going to ask to work. Now also asking when you are doing the exercise, am I feeling it in the muscle I should be feeling it in? Because one of the things like Mike said, your body will always figure out how to move it. If I <laughs> ask you to move a hundred pound weight from one end of a room to another, you will figure out how to do that. Drag, but if I ask push, you, pull, it'll happen. Right. But if I ask <laughs> ask you to lift this hundred pound weight and move it from one end of the room to the other using only your lats that might be a totally different ball game so really like mike said take that ego out but also when you are lifting being very aware am i feeling this in the muscle that i should be feeling this in and do i have like that strong foundation are my feet planted firmly do i have all four points of my foot planted do i have soft knees not locked knees not deep bend through my knees soft knees am i hinging for my hips or am i rounding into that low back my core tight is my, my shoulders core tight back. <laughs> shoulders back and down i mean one of the biggest things that we always talk about is that you like Everything starts from what we call proper anatomical position. Um, shoulders rolled back and down, chest arms lifted. open, chest lifted, lifting through that sternum. Core is in tight. I'm not saying that we're like bracing super hard, but core is in tight. And we either hinge from the hips, like sandwiching your hands on top of one another, um, sticking that bum back um, is really, really important because lots of people will tuck that tailbone under. Like there's just so many body mechanics to go into play here. So mm. what I'm going to say with uh, is maybe... If you are a person that feels that you are regularly injuring yourself in movement, maybe booking a consultation, whether that be virtual or in or in person with us to go through body mechanics. How is your body moving? What's what muscle imbalances do we maybe have? Because this is where maybe a uh, specific uh, custom workout program would work for you. Because then we can look at building out. Hey, you know what? we're noticing you always have low back pain. Maybe we need to build out your glutes a little bit more. A lot of people will say, oh, you need a stronger core. But let's be honest, the glutes support that low back. <laughs> I went to a chiropractor. Well, this was a long time ago. I'm not going to name names. It doesn't matter. But I went to a chiropractor one time and they told me that I had weak glutes, which is why I was in pain specifically in my low back. I took that as a good, good piece of advice. So I was like, okay, I'll work on my glutes. Worked on my glutes. Glutes are strong. Everything was good there. Went back to a similar scenario and I was told again that I had weak glutes. And I was like, hmm, that's not the case. My, my glutes are actually strong. Here's, here's kind of what's up with my body. So learning to really listen to your body and figure out kind of where, where you're feeling the pain and what is the onset of that pain is super important too. Um, if you notice that every time you hinge at your hips, you're, you're feeling it in your low back, there's a very real possibility that, like Kayla said, your knees are locked, right? So it's a, it's a chain effect. So it's going to work its way up or it's going to work its way down. So really figuring out those, those motor mechanics, those, how our body is supposed to move is super important. Now, the other thing that I want to say is there are so many Instagram, TikTok, whatever workout videos and people are like, oh, this guy's jacked on Instagram and he's doing this. So it's got to be good. That, that could be true, but there's there's a lot of people that are doing very advanced movements and then a beginner sees it and they're like, oh, that looks like it'll work my core great. I'm going to go and do that. And then everything they're doing is coming from their hip flexors. They're not stretching. They're not warming up and they're getting injured. And then it's like, okay, 
Well, if we look at how your body is moving, you're trying to do movements that your body isn't ready for yet. So again, like Kayla said, maybe an assessment's a great way to go. And I know a lot of people when they hear, hey, go see a personal trainer to figure this out. They're like, oh, well, I can't afford that. That's okay too. But maybe it's just a one-off. Maybe it, you are so close to having great form that it's like one or two little tiny tweaks. It's like, okay, this is gonna keep you pain-free. That's a beautiful thing. If you're ready to make a change in your life, step into the best version of you, check out our Iron Self Transformation Program. Find more info on our website, www.ironbodycoach.com. So here's one thing that I want to <clears throat> offer anybody that's listening to this. So if you aren't listening to this, you're not going to know, right? <laughs> but anybody that's listening to this, whether it's replay, whether it's on the podcast, however, whether you're on YouTube, whatever, if you are listening to this, I will offer you a either virtual or in-person consultation for movement assessment for $60. Okay. Our regular price for that is $85. So I will offer it to you for $60 because I want to see your success. I want to see you move well and not injure yourself because pain-free pain is the way to go. I mean, I was in the same boat as Mike where I went to a chiropractor, but I was told I had a weak core. But I mean, I, <laughs> I, I run around with a six pack most of the time. So I mean, like, I don't know. Um, weak core, I'm not really sure about that. But the, when it comes to the stabilizing through the hip joints and learning proper motion through my hips, learning how to hinge properly, that's where I was able to actually start to build that success. So starting to look at proper movement patterns for your body mm -hmm. will be advantageous. Not just watching social media, not just watching a video of any sort and going, oh yeah, I can do this and trying to execute it. Like this is where we need to look at your body. Do your feet pronate or supinate? Do you plant more through your toes or your heels? Like what's going on with your hips? Do you have an anterior, posterior pelvic tilt? Do you round through your shoulders? Do you have beginning kyphosis? Like there's just so much else that goes on before we just look at like jumping into a program. Like the, you can go on Pinterest, you can go on any like Instagram, TikTok, whatever, and you can find a workout program. When we look at customized programs, we look at you, your body, how your body moves and customizing it based on what you want to get out of that as well. The other part of that too is looking at, okay, well, where do you have an imbalance? Where do you have chronic pain? Where do you have chronic inflammation? And being very aware of that. Yeah. So I, again, just to recap a little bit here, my, my biggest thing for anybody that is in the boat of every time I work out, I am injured or I injure myself during my workouts, stripping it back to the bare bones. You, you need to... 100% lose any any portion of the ego that comes into the gym with you. Again, that, that was the hardest step for me, but it was the most important one. Because when you look at every opportunity as a complete green beginner, you're going to be in that, that learning mentality. You want to learn more. You want to learn more about how your body moves pain-free. Well, it takes the effort. You, you need to put the time in, just like any other skill acquisition in life. So taking that time to learn how to move your body properly, to learn how to always be in a proper postural alignment is super important. The biggest thing that I actually learned for postural alignment ever was in my yoga training. And it was leading with your heart center forward, right? So it's always that you, you're always, shoulders are down and back. Cause if you push that heart center forward, shoulders go down and back. That's a beautiful cue to start with. And then your core stays tight too. So any movement pattern you're doing, think heart center forward. Cause that works for your deadlifts. It works for your squats. It works for your bench press. It literally works for every movement because it puts you in a proper alignment. Do you know what I always say to Thank clients? Thank you, yoga. 
Okay, <clears> I love <throat> that you say heart center forward because I do use that term when I teach yoga. Yep. But when I'm personal training, what I say to people is tits out. Getting sexy. Tits out, ass out. <laughs> That's legit it, though. I'm like, <clears throat> uh, I'm like headlights forward, everybody. Because headlights like, <laughs> forward. <laughs> because, like, that, oh, seriously, like, put yep. them out, like, stick them out, shake them around. I don't know. Whatever. Shake them around. <laughs> okay. So if you train with Kayla, she's going to get you to shake them around. <laughs> if I said that to a female client, I would have a lawsuit. No. <laughs> But what I'm trying to get the idea of is when you make it funny, yeah, when you add it. emotion to it, they remember it. It's, it's the same thing as my dirty old man deadlift. If you want to learn how to deadlift properly, I will teach you how to deadlift like a dirty old man. And once you figure that out, it's hilarious, but it works because you remember the cueing because it's hilarious. So anyways, when we attach emotion to movement patterns, it can be really, really helpful. When we're looking at injuries, whether it was an injury from workouts or it was an injury that was pre-existing, those are the most important things that we learn to, we want to work around and learn to stabilize, learn to work I want to say work through the injury, but not in pain, if that makes sense. I, I do want to say this too. If you are injured, it is okay to rest because I have clients, I have people that we've worked with in the past and they get injured or they're like super sore from their workouts and they're like, no, this is a good thing. You got to work through the pain. You don't need to work through the pain. Yes. If you do, like if you have been sitting sedentary and you work your way up and you work your ass off and you do a hard workout, sure. You're going to get that de delayed onset muscle sores. Doms are going to kick in. But if you are to the point where you're like bedridden for days, yeah, you probably did it wrong or you did you overdid it. So again, being very honest with yourself in those uh, moments. And then also, if you are injured, friggin' rest people. You, you don't need to go to the gym every day, especially if you have an injury. If you have an injury and you may, maybe it just means stretching for a bit. Maybe it means getting back to your GPP and it just is just walking with some stretching after right? But getting back to the basics and not pushing yourself when you're injured, super important for your longevity. So listening to your body is one of the things that I feel like Mike is trying to like, listen to your body, listen to your body. But when you are injured, there will be, so I'll give you an example. My shoulder, I, when I did injure it, there was a period of time where going through motion was painful. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you have to say, okay, is this good pain? Or is this bad pain? Is it muscular there, or is it joint? There's two different types of pain. And sometimes when we're injured, we have to work through it. It was just like after breastfeeding, I was always like in that wrist cocked position. And then the minute I went into say downward facing dog in yoga or a push up position, and you get that wrist, wrist extension, that was so painful in the extensors in my forearms. But when I worked through that pain, there was a good pain, I was able to actually get that range of motion back. So there is good pain and bad pain. So learning to differentiate the two, because I think a lot of the time people go, the minute I feel back pain, it's bad pain. But if you deadlift and you deadlift really heavy, you're going to have back pain because your quadratus lumborum, your lower back muscle, and your glutes, which attach into that lower back, are working during that. And your lats. So there is a component here of was this muscular pain good pain or was this bad pain? Now, Mike also stated like if you were a green lifter, you want to start slow and work your way up. This is not to say an advanced lifter cannot injure themselves, okay? There's many times where I load that deadlift bar or that squat bar and I'm like, mm, nope, nope, nope. I'm, I need to listen to my body. I can't do another <clears throat> rep or I shouldn't do another rep, right? There's a difference because sometimes you might push through that. Um, but... 
when you listen to your body and you stop yourself in those moments, that's how we prevent injuries. That's how we begin to understand this is where my body can go to. And where you take that ego out is, hey, last week I did eight. Today I can only get six. That's cool. Yeah. And, and uh, again, with that progression, like, cause I, we're, we're talking about pain. We're talking about injuries. We're talking about, um, learning these movement patterns, um, progressing our movements, learning how to do your progression properly. Super important for anybody that's lifting. So if you are somebody that, you know, you, again, you've had that history of lifting, whatever that looks like, and you're getting back into the gym and you're like, okay, I'm going to start easy. Great. That's a great place to start from. So you're starting with whatever it is, 135 pounds. We'll just pick an easy number because that's just two plates on the bar. So if you're like, yeah, I'm benching 135 my first week back and it felt really good. So today I'm going up to 185. Yeah. (laughs) So progression means bringing the weights up slowly. It means setting a rep range for yourself to work within. So if you are looking for muscular hypertrophy, maybe you're in that 10 to 15 rep range. If you're looking for strength adaptations, maybe you're in that four to eight range, right? So we have a really great podcast on this if you want more information. (laughs) But but my point is you you need to set a range for yourself to work within and then pick a weight where you're going to be challenged within that range. And maybe you pick too light the first time. Maybe, like I said, you picked 135. You maxed out your reps. You said your rep range was 10 to 15. You hit three sets of 15. No sweat. Great. The next week, that doesn't mean go up to 185. Maybe that means bring it up to 155. Maybe that means, yeah, 155, 165, something like that for the next week. Trying that. And maybe with that slightly more weight, you're only hitting 8 or 10 reps. Or maybe you're hitting 15 again. So great, if you hit 15 again on your first set, maybe you put a bit more on the second set because you're like, okay, that really felt good. My body wasn't even taxed by the end of it. Again, listening to your body, not being like that egoic, oh, I'm just going to push more weight because I'm strong. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So, geez. <clears throat> oh, man. Um, okay. So <laughs> the other part of this question was that the person was stating that they were only doing cardio because they weren't going to injure themselves during cardio. So what I'm going to say to you is it depends on your goals. <laughs> that depends. It depends. <clears throat> because if you are doing cardio, then you are burning calories for the period of time that you're doing that cardio. The other piece of that is that you are getting cardiovascular capabilities out of this. You're improving your heart health, your blood pressure, like all of these other things that are going into that. So if your goal is to do that, then cardio, cardio is fantastic. If your goal is to put on lean mass, to build bone density, to improve body composition, to change body composition, to um, decrease cholesterol, all of those kinds of things, then we need to be looking at doing some form of weight bearing exercise. Resistance training. Whether that be body weight or using some form of actual resistance, but doing some form of weight based training. Now, we kind of, I think, hammered injuries to death. <clears throat> so the other piece of this was balancing work, life, and all of the things in between. So when we talked about managing your time and seeing where you're spending your time in your quadrants, the other piece of this is planning. Piss poor planning prevents poor performance or per- whatever She it butchered is. that. That's okay. What is it? Piss poor planning. I don't know. The five P's? Yes. Piss poor planning prevents... No. Oh, see? Hey. Jesus, now you got me thinking about oh, this Oh, man. One. Anyways, the point is, is that if you don't plan, you plan, if, without planning, you plan to fail. So if you want to get your workouts in, where are you scheduling them in? Is it non-negotiable like going to a doctor's appointment? 
Um, if you are scheduling them before work or after work, looking at where it fits into your schedule, making it a habit and a routine, just like if you were to schedule your kids um, extracurricular activities. You're not going to schedule it during school. You're not going to schedule it when you physically can't get them there. Now, also being realistic, what does my time schedule look like? How often am I willing to commit to it? Lots of people Monday through Friday just can't commit to, say you can't commit to three days a week Monday through Friday, but you could commit three days a week Monday through Sunday, which means that I could maybe get one or two workouts Monday through Friday and I could get one on the weekend. That's still gonna give me my three, right? So very being very realistic in your time management, where it fits into your schedule, um, and what kind of expectations you have for your workouts. Are they gonna be half Hour? Are they going to be 45 minutes? Are they going to be an hour? Are you going to be walking? Are you going to be lifting weights? Are your kids going to be there? Are you going to have other distractions around that? Yeah, one of the biggest things for anybody that's just getting into a workout regime too is um, being very honest with yourself about how many days a week you're willing to commit. Because the amount of people that I have seen that come into training and they say, I'm ready to commit five days a week, and you're like, perfect. Yeah. And then Kayla and I are in the background. We're like, we'll That's see if they get happen. three, right? Yeah. It's like, okay. So if you're going from nothing to five, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And the problem with that is sure. You might just miss a couple workouts and it doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but you're missing two workouts a week or you're missing three workouts a week because you said you wanted five and you told yourself you're going to do five. You're starting to lose that trust with yourself, right? And if you don't have a base of trust with yourself, then it's going to make it a lot harder to commit to these things because you're already not committing, right? You're, you're saying, it's okay that I'm missing these workouts. And in, in the grand scheme of things, yes, it is okay to miss a workout, right? If you're injured, if you're sick, if you're dealing with shit in your life, you might miss a workout and that's okay as a one-off. Listen to your body. But if you set yourself up with five days and you're only hitting two or three every single week, then you're starting to lose that trust in yourself. And then it really does start to your, your workouts just kind of fall to the wayside, right? So again, being honest with yourself and how much time you actually have to commit to this. So three days a week will give you um, health benefits and two, day, two days a week is gonna maintain what you currently have. Three days a week, you're gonna to start to see improved health benefits. Four days a week, we appreciable start to see- Appreciable gains. We start to see appreciable <clears throat> gains. So if you are starting from nothing, we recommend starting with three mm-hmm. because when you go from zero to three, you can try and- Schedule those in, making it fit into your schedule. Balancing work and life is sometimes hard, especially if we work shift work or we have varying schedules or appointments and those kinds of things. Or you have kids and you got to take them to everything in the world as well. So my thing is I work out first thing in the morning before my brain knows what I'm doing. It also... Tricked it. I tricked it, right? Um, The other part of that is that it's done. It's out of my way. I don't have to think about it for the rest of the day. So if the day gets busy, I'm not concerned about getting my workout in. I know not everybody is a morning person. I am not a morning person, but I will tell you after about four days, it becomes habit routine schedule. So you just need to get into that habit routine schedule and then you will start to get there. You can also use a pre-workout, you know, a little pre-workout, get a little energy going for some morning. Something. Um, but there is no such thing as balance. So when we go to wrap this up, there's no such thing as balance. You need to define your balance for yourself. You need to look at your time inventory. Where are you spending your time? How do you want to spend your time? What is important to you? What are your priorities and values? And then also looking at how am I going to set myself up for success with my workouts, with my movement patterns? How does my body move? What kind of... um, changes do I want to see or what am I looking for? What is the outcome that I'm looking for? What do you want out of it, right? Why are you working out in the first place? Is it just 
general health? Is it because you want to be able to live longer? Is it because you want to be able to play with your kids for their entire life? Like my goal is to be able to throw my kid into the air like I've always been able to up until the age of like 18, 19. That's weird. Yeah, right? I want to be able to throw my daughter when she's 19 years old (laughs) into the air just like I can right now, right? Like I can get her like 10 feet in the air still and she's 10. That's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) So setting your goals, you know, uh, but the big thing here is just you got to define what balance looks like for you and what it is that you want out of your life. Once you start to define that, we can build from there. When we define what we want out of our body, we can build from there. But it's getting very clear on your expectations and what it is that you want. And from there, we can look at establishing movement patterns, establishing a schedule, setting priorities, like all of those kinds of things. Yep. And for all my people out there in pain, get the ego out the door. Meet yourself with where you are at today, not where you were at 10 years ago, and and start to build that body back. And if you want to book a movement assessment with us to see how your body moves, start to look through proper movement patterns for your body, make sure you reach out to us at info at ironbodycoach.com. Perfect. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have an amazing rest of the Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Have a good Wednesday. Bye, guys.